Listener discretion is advised. Hello, beautiful people. This is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. We are the usual suspects. And today's date is May 31st, 2017. Uh, dialing in today, we have the lovely, the wonderful, the always ready to get Adam. K Savage. Hey, people. How you doing? To my right, I have... What's up? T. Rich. And I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. Slim Williams is not with us. He's still coming back from vacation, but hopefully we'll have him back next week. Hopefully. Um, he's on American Airlines, though, so y'all send up prayers. <laughs> Indeed. Travel players and travel mercies for uh, Slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, lots been going on. Lots been going on. I know what I want to talk about, but uh, is there anything that you we need to catch up on? I haven't spoken to you, Christy, since I got back from vacation myself. So, like, uh, is there anything... So I, I don't have the article in front of me, but the most disturbing thing that I've read in the last couple of days has been that um, in Alaska, police officers are trying to fight a bill that has introdu- been introduced into, I believe it's the state house, but also in various uh, city councils as well, I believe, um, to make it a third degree misdemeanor for working police officers to have sex with prostitutes because of course in their minds you can only catch prostitution if you have sex with these women and that's problematic for so many reasons i mean the power disparity alone means that you could probably just call it rape but even if you couldn't piece together that the power disparity was one that was equivalent to rape you could figure out that all of the other things like you know, the ethical and moral issues of actually engaging in a crime, possibly even entrapping a suspect because had you not solicited them, they might not have been paid for the sexual act that you actually did not pay them for because you then arrested them, which means you are stealing sex, which I mean, to me is the equivalent of rape in sex work. If we're talking about you took something, we had an agreement and then I didn't get paid, like I said, and what I got instead was handcuffs like you would think that that would be morally and ethically wrong because we ask judges to recuse themselves from cases where they might hold stock in a corporation that you know what i'm saying may be at play in trial or if they have a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a really close relative that works at a corporation or any kind of entity that is being litigated or is at trial that is problematic, but it is not somehow in the Alaskan police officer's mind problematic for them to be having sex with people who they then want to arrest or investigate, because that's the only way we can figure out how sex work is being done illegally. But wait, it gets better. It gets better because I see the look on Takiya's face. <laughs> Looks like it couldn't possibly get worse. Than it does because it because then then they say this. Well, we're not even really trying to catch actual voluntary sex workers. We're trying to catch people who have been trafficked. So it makes even less sense if your target is to get 
human traffickers to be having sex with people who are not even voluntary sex workers. So the actual act of sex that you are having is rape, no matter what the power discrepancy, because this is someone who is being forced to sell sex or sexual services against their will. Right. Problematic to the max. But you know what I'm saying? They FOP is totally behind them, as is their police union. Right on. Do me a favor. Uh, when time, yes, thank you. Cause we want to get that up and out, uh, to the people oh, that that's, right. that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot to unpack. I, honestly, honestly, I don't even think we need to even comment on that. This, and see, this like, is going I mean, we on. can, but I mean, it's like, I mean, wow. Well, the further <laughs> comment is that this is going on. This is being talked about right wow. now in Alaska, but it, I mean, this is pretty much, you know, a standard thing in a lot of places. That we can have sex with sex workers and then arrest them. Because and, and, or I mean, there are a lot of ways I, I can imagine that going. I can imagine you, you can you can arrest them for not having sex with you. Like uh, we know you one well, time. Well, 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 well. See, we we didn't even talk about all the problematic dynamics that could crop up out of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, that's I'm what I'm saying. Like now, I, I, and I don't arrest you, but maybe I bring my buddy, and you don't want to fuck him. You know what I'm saying? So now we arrest you. Like there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. And one of the other things is that this sex that they say that they're having for investigative purposes often doesn't get reported. Of course not. Why would it? Which is why people like the dude in Oklahoma think that they can go out and just randomly rape people because, you know... Was oh that yeah, Holt's Claw? Was that the same? I can't yeah. remember. I yeah. can't remember. Right. Yeah. Alicia, but at least it's this kind of attitude. Him. I'm not saying that this is the policy in Oklahoma City, but I'm saying that this kind of attitude right. that law enforcement are allowed to do whatever, whatever they, they want, want by any yeah. means necessary to investigate a crime, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, they get to decide because, you know, everything is a judgment decision, a personal decision of judgment. You know what I'm saying? No matter what anybody says, everybody has a judgment decision to make and so you can decide are you going to abuse this knowledge that you've gained because once somebody performs a sexual act for you you know and 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 they're saying that they want to do it for money you now have information on mm-hmm. them so that this becomes a form of blackmail so you can either keep providing me the service or suffer the consequences and then the reality is they may end up suffering the consequences whether or not they provide the service because mm-hmm. people are punitive yep that's pretty deep. Okay, yeah. wait to open up the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, damn. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you have anything you want to add to that, Takia? To that? No. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I I think we can just let that breathe. Just thanks, Christy. Yeah, thanks for passing that one on. But please, um, remember to send me the link. I want to actually make sure that's attached to the post when it goes up I on, the, on the site. I will send the link. And for those of us, you know, those of our listeners who are interested in going or doing or just maybe knowing a little bit more, it would be interesting to know what the uh, policies in your community are. True. Like, do you know what the uh, the policies in, in your community are? Well, most people that. probably don't because they think that sex work is something that's like, you know, something that only other people do or something that only poor people do or something that only crackheads do. But, um, yeah, sex work is everywhere. And I think that most people, even if they don't know a sex worker, uh, know somebody who has paid for sex. 
So, so I'm like, even um, if you don't know a sex worker, <laughs> you know a sex worker. <laughs> oh well, we all probably we all know sex workers, but right. but what we do know that people are more uh, willing to admit to is we do know people who have paid for sex, um, and so uh, they should know what the laws are, you know, because the reality <laughs> is if you pay, no, real talk, if you pay for sex, then you participate in an economy, whether it's white, black, or gray, you know what I'm saying? You participate in an economy and you should want the people who you are engaged with to be as safe as possible. And yeah. so you should know what the laws of your community are. Yeah. Okay. I can't disagree with that. Yeah. What right, you got for us this week, Lee? Uh, I have a couple of things. Um, but what I wanted to open up with, um, this week (laughs) in you got what the fuck you deserve. We have a twofer. Okay. So there's this guy who was a big game hunter. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I, I laughed at that one. That was hilarious. What's this dude's name? I don't what, what know. What was his name? Thunus Baffa? <laughs> Penis Bothered? I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, he and some other rich folks were in Zimbabwe shooting elephants. They came up on some mating elephants, and the cows were like, the fuck you doing here? So then they charged, and they thought they saw all of them, but one came from the side. So his friend shot the one from the side, and it fell on him. And, and then he died. When you say cow, that's another way of saying a female elephant. All right. So people might be confused like cows. I thought it was elephants. So, yes, that's number one. And you got what the fuck you deserve. <laughs> the second yeah. one is um, I'm not sure where this was, but you know, there's some, there's some white people out here who have just been white people in 1950 style. Hard as fuck. So, there's this woman on a bus who decided she was going to repeatedly, Miss Kelly is her name, she decided she was going to repeatedly call this young man a nigger, hard R. And she called him a nigger several times, and she was like, yeah, nigger, 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 you bound to miss your stop, nigger. And he was telling, he was like talking to the bus driver, he's like, yo, open the door, open the door, just let me off. And she was like, yeah, get off, nigger. And he reached back and slapped her upside her head so hard that her exact statement was, I think he knocked my eyeball out my head. <laughs> and in the video, because, you know, videos are everywhere. She's like, oh, there's something in her head. So I don't know. But if it was, if it wasn't. You got what the fuck you deserve. You can't just go around calling everybody a nigger. Because some people going to do more than videotape you. Some people going to knock you upside your fool ass head and knock your eyeball out. So I'm taking history of the black church this summer. And one of the things that we learning about, because we got to start in Africa with the black church, is, you know, we, we learning about um, slavery and how they brought people over here. And... One of the premises behind slavery, not when they first got started, but, you know, midstream, they were like, we're doing this to civilize and Christianize. Mm -hmm. And I also read an article um, earlier this week about um, how it is that really, you know, despite the fear and the perception that is put out there, the imagery that's put out there um, in the media, um, whether it be fiction, you know, like, like like literature or what you see on TV or whatever the case may be, 
um, that there's always this image that like black and brown people are like angry and we mad and like we're somehow like hostile and uncivilized. But it is only hmm. white people or mostly white people, like to the point where like it's actually like, oh, somebody of color like really stepped out there. Only white people think that it's okay by and large to go out and harass people on the street complete and ask strangers, strangers yeah. about on the your street, religion or the your bus, skin color or your hair or any of that. Food stamps. All of that. And so I just feel like for a bunch of people who have convinced themselves that they are civilizing the world, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We actually are the most civilized folks because despite all of this oppression, motherfuckers don't actually go out their house daily and slaughter. No. Or even maim. And all of these like like, videos you see of, of, you know, 1950s going on, you don't see people like, I mean, aside from this glorious young man here, you don't generally see people like lashing out and popping people upside the head or. Well, even when that happens, there's normally like a, a, a series of provocations that eventually leads to a breaking point. Well, and, I and I'm not saying I just, I'm not going to say, especially because he hit a woman, I'm not going to say I, 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 I can understand it. But I'm not gonna say I condone it. You got two women right here giving you the side eye. No okay, that's just me. That's just me though. Not even, because, not, even not even because we're black. At some point in time, all human beings who continue to provoke other <laughs> human beings, as my friend Morgan would say, if you keep bo- poking a dog, don't get mad when you get bit. At some point. At some point, and, and, nobody and is dude, above an ass whooping. I haven't seen the video, but it, you know, from what the kid is saying, the dude is begging the drop bus driver, let me off this bus because, like, I got about five more seconds before I really reach around and slap this bitch. I saw you know something similar to that on on video actually, where there's an old, older white dude who was doing pretty much the same thing. It's on the street though. I don't know how it began, but it's a lot of hard R's and nigger. And like the dude was like, and the black dude was like, come on, man. Like, like you know, like, yeah, he's, he's bucking back, but he's like, you know, and the dude was like, I'm from the Marines. I'll whip your ass, nigger, and blah, 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 blah. And it just, it's just one nigger too many. Hmm. And he, he got molly whopped. It, it was, it was, it was, yeah. And he had a, he had a conga session on that dude's head. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just so How many instances. Yeah. So many instances of just white people behaving badly. There's, um, is it, New Hampshire. It's one of the states, New England way, where there's this uh, white lady who moved into a predominantly black neighborhood, um, I think like a year or two ago. And they said she's called the police between 100 and 200 times to report (laughs) that black people are in her neighborhood. But she didn't say black people. She said there are niggers in my neighborhood, hard R's. And I can say nigger because... I moved to a black neighborhood. I'm a pioneer. I grew she up. Said that? Yes, I grew up watching the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. So I can say it. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's running for some sort of. Wait, local does that? Office. Do we have to discuss Portland? Uh, we can. I feel like this really led up to that. It did. I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, well, that's that's level, just sad. Well, we said Portland, and is that good enough? Because I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, yeah. White I mean, city in America. Is it? I didn't say yes, most racist. Is, I said until whitest. Until 1922, 
Oregon was officially a whites only state. Mm-hmm. And until about 10 years ago, they just removed the language about Negroes, mulattoes and some other shit. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. I mean, I just was not aware. Um, there are a lot of Oregon, Oregon in this is a country di- that are it's like white Oregon is a country. direct reaction to the Civil War, and not only that, but what people don't understand is that black people did not choose to remain close to the plantations on which they go. were owned. Many of them tried to leave. Many of the new states in the Union, actually, like Oregon, had laws that said. Black people either explicitly can't move here or if you weren't free and black and living in the state before the war was over or before some date that made it so that black people probably wouldn't have been there, then you can't live here. Yeah. yeah. So Portland. Um, yeah, I, I will say rest in peace to the to the to the two dudes that are the two men that uh, stood up and, uh, you know, on, on behalf of those those two young ladies. Um it's unfortunate that it that it went that way, and it's also I will say that people are least throwing the word terror in there when they when they speak on this particular. I wonder story. why that is. Well, well, no, I mean, but like most of the times when it's talking about somebody who does a like a terrorist act is not people that are non-colored. I wonder why people that, that is. Are, aren't of color. Even though white people, white men are the. I've said it before. White I mean, men are the greatest terrorists in America. Yeah, that's just, that's historical. I mean, mm-hmm. between you look at between Napoleon, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about probably close to 100 million people dead. Maybe your president was trying to address that when he typed out Confifi. Oh, probably have to add a couple more people between Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, and but you know, you get the picture. That's not a lot of people that have that many bodies. But anyway, I digress. So, um, we good? I can. We can move on. I'm okay. Done. All right. You, you don't have any more. Mm. I mean, I do have something I want to discuss. This week, your cousin. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. Okay. No. So I, I really want. I really want to get this. Uh, this little little bit off my chest. Um, I do want to speak a little bit about Donald Trump. Um, this week, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Donald Trump. Because one of the things that I did say I wanted to do earlier was I wanted to focus more on his policy than what he says, especially when he's pretty much within the states. My issue with Donald Trump, when I'm speaking on now, does not necessarily involve uh, domestic. It's it's on a national stage. And basically, this is about the, the climate accords. Um, it's widely speculated that Donald Trump is going to pull out of the the, uh, the Paris Climate Accords. Um, all but two countries um, that have been asked to come to the table on this are in agreement with the Climate Accords and have agreed to participate in the Climate Accords. Um, those two countries would be Syria and Nicaragua. Um, between what Trump did at, was it the G8 summit? Uh, uh, like G7. a week ago, G seven summit. Sorry, it's all they, they keep changing the number. But mm-hmm. between what he did at the G seven summit, you know, pushing uh, the the head of state of Montenegro trying to be petty and pass some type of message along, like he's tough or he's like a goon or something like that. I think he's just. I think he just wanted to be the center of attention. I think that is just his personality. That you know, it has to always be about me. And how dare you, you non American. <laughs> 
get in front of me and this great American greatness. Well, I've heard some speculation. I'll throw that out there in a second about why that might have happened. And I can't, I can either, I can't really add much to it other than it's speculation. But I think it's interesting speculation, which is why I'm going to throw it out there. But to stay on top of this, this, um, this, this um, Paris Climate Accord thing, um, I'm going to read a quote from Angela Merkel, who uh, is currently, you know, Chancellor of Germany. Angela. Angela Ger- Merkel. I apologize. Um, and she's uh, quoted as. The times in which we can fully count on others are somewhat over, as I've experienced in the past few days. She goes on to say, and so all I can say is that the Europeans must really take our destiny into our own hands. So what I want to focus on in this particular uh, little part of this podcast is the fact that in, in, in less than 200 days in office, he's, he's about 140 days in, he's already he being Trump has already done a bang up job in terms of ostracizing America on the world stage at every turn. And there, there has to be questions for those who are still trying to double down on the whole Donald Trump is doing a great job. Cause I'm trying to figure out what the hell, well, I'm sorry. I missed something. No, no. What'd I do? Oh. <laughs> go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. So um, I, what I what I I I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to who might be kind of in the center or kind of like you know hands off with this whole situation. I would really like people to really start paying more attention to the long term impact of keeping this man in office because there's so many implications in terms of pulling out of climate accords. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the first things that uh, we talked about um, when Flashback was getting up and running when we started talking about Trump was he made a threat in the primary um, about, you know, if NATO doesn't pay up, then, you know, he may pull out of NATO, which is strategically strategically a terrible move. And somebody pointed out to me recently that the only time NATO has ever been used was on our behalf after mm-hmm. 9-11. So... The idea that, you know, the people that we've been allied with for decades are now you're going to like, you know, try to pull a strong arm move on them when it's beneficial for us because they hold key positions across the world for us. You know what I mean? That, that we have bases where thousands of troops are deployed and you're talking about pulling out of NATO and NATO was established after World War II when shit went south and like, you know, there was nothing to check. Powers moving across. So I'm thinking when you're talking about like, you know, doing what he's doing with like uh, the G7, what he's doing with the Paris Accords, talking about pulling out of NATO or threatening like members of NATO, they're literally laughing at this man while he's speaking because he sounds like a seventh grader who didn't prepare for his homework assignment. Um, Look at you being kind, giving him a seventh grade education. Yeah, I was being nice. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply concerned with why nobody's checking this dude. Why nobody's like marched into the White House and pulled him out, you know? With his his, they've announced that his his son-in-law, Kushner, is like the the focus of part of this investigation with Russia. We know that Flynn is a part of the investigation. Page Carter Page is probably going to be part of that investigation. Yeah, we know that Flynn invoked his Fifth Amendment right. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting to see how many more people, aside from Cory Booker, that uh, Jared and his wife contributed to their campaigns. Yeah, because 
Cory Booker said he, you know, before we snatch his his security clearance, let's just let's just hold off on that. Oh, you said that? I've been, yeah. That I've been told y'all that Cory yeah. Booker is problematic. Oh no, no, nobody disputed that. I just, you because know, I was not aware. I'm not saying y'all have. Yeah. I'm just reiterating the point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cory Booker been problematic. He been had a deal with Chris Christie. That's how they both kept that state on lock. You know what I'm saying? He let Chris Christie be governor. And he had the Senate. That's why he didn't run for governor. Because, like, you know, why actually have a real campaign where somebody actually got something to lose? You know, and neither one of them wants to lose. They both want to win. This is all about That's that power. It's all a game. It's all about power. It's all yeah. about personal power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my, my concern is this. At some point, we need to start looking at I don't. Have you ever watched um, Greg Gutfeld on Fox? Have so you ever heard of him? You. Never even heard that. No. He's like a fake Bill Maher. He's trying. He's trying to. They're, they're like Fox is trying to do like this hip. Like like he starts off his show where he's doing like something called period, where he tries to have this little rant that's like really like pithy and funny, and people laugh in the background. And he goes to his panel, much like a Bill Maher would, and there's four people sitting there, much like a Bill Maher would have. And he has his panel. And he ser- serves up these these uh these uh questions and these comments and debates or whatever. And it's like this all white panel and this one black dude who's supposed to be representing the others who says the shit that, you know, white people want to say, but can't. So they use him to say it. I mean, it's, at times Bill Maher is problematic, but I, I just, I, I will agree. Cause the media yeah. just makes me want to vomit. Every now and then I still try to hear what's I, going on. I hear you, know you I mean? man. And someone should. Yeah. <laughs> just not just, <laughs> just I think, can't be me. Um, my thoughts on climate. Go ahead. I, I, I got to control. My, my thoughts on climate are this. Um, if you are concerned about climate and you are concerned about the environment, you should be paying attention to policy. But more importantly, you should be paying attention to what you buy. Because most of the damage that's done to climate is done by the stuff that people consume. So it's it's what you do as a consumer. You know, so if you really care about the climate, you should be mindful of how you are in the world. What do you buy? What companies do you support? And what are their practices? Right. And what are their practices? Mm -hmm. And so I hear you, but I feel like, you know, people be all mad about, you know, what their elected officials are doing, but don't pay attention to what's going on in their households. You know what I'm saying? If you all up in arms about the environment, you know what I'm saying? Then you need to be worried about like, do you use fabric softener? You know what I'm saying? Because the studies have showed that it's just the carcinogen that makes your towels less absorbent and actually makes your clothes last not as long because this like nasty gunky buildup builds up on them that you don't really notice or feel. And so like there's just a whole bunch of things that Mm -hmm. like we do. There's a whole bunch of things that we think are normal that we don't think about. I mean, you know. Everybody got to do what they got to do. But, you know, most of the soap and the deodorant that we use is carcinogenic and estrogenic. You know what I'm saying? It and has a lot like, of aluminum in it, too. Aluminum right, bases and, in and, it. Right. And we don't think about that. And I think the other thing that people don't think about is that if you would not eat it, then you probably should not put it on your skin because your skin is Absorbs eating it. it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Your skin, your skin is the largest organ. In many ways, maybe more absorbent of certain things, especially things that are bad for you than your actual digestive tract is. There may be some things that are more harmful for you to slather on your skin than they are for you to literally eat them. 
I would um, agree with that. And so what I would say is that if you are concerned about the environment, then you should be looking first at what you buy. Mm-hmm. Because we vote with our pocketbooks. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest vote that we have is with our pocketbooks. And and once you've assessed what your personal practices are, then you can address what your politicians are doing. But until you address your own personal practices, you really can't expect your politicians to do more if you are actually supporting the industries and the companies that are trying to destroy the water that you drink and the air that you breathe. Okay. So on the tail end of what you just said, and I don't want to get too far off the subject, but I do want to, I do want to uh, swing to something that I did want to put out there. Um, this and by no means I'm not, you know, we're not sponsoring or sponsored by uh, this, this app, but I think this app is awesome. If you're not aware of it, it's been around, been around for a little while now. It's an app called Countable. Um, it's a smartphone app. You can get it on an iPhone or you can get it on an Android. You download it to your phone. And essentially what it is, is it's basically a way for you as an individual to get more involved and be more aware of politics and what's going on in terms of policy. So the way Countable works, and there are a lot of features to it. I'm just going to run down a couple of them and you can see for yourself. Um, but the way Countable works is you download it to your phone, you give your demographic, like your zip code of where you are, and it'll tell you who your representatives are, and it'll tell you who your uh, who your person in Senate is. It'll give you their contact information, how to email them, how to, um, and basically their policy that they've uh, voted on. It'll tell you what they've voted yes or no on recently. It'll allow you to uh, figure out, or excuse me, dictate what is important to you in terms of policy. So if you want to focus on education, if you want to focus on the environment, if you want to focus on reform or civil rights, you can check all these things off. And then literally like over 50 different categories you can check off and it'll just inform you of these different policies. And then you can go in there and you can literally say, okay, well, I want to vote no against this. And that'll go to your congressperson. It'll go to the people in Senate. And then it'll allow you to follow that as it goes through. So you get to actually see your action, you know, in action. And you get to actually send videos to your congressperson through your phone. So there's no longer an excuse that you can't get involved. It's on your phone. It's literally in your pocket if you want to get involved with something. So I'm looking at the first thing I want to. I'm still trying to figure out what the first thing I want to jump in on because I was like, "Oh, it's a video." Like, wait a second, I want to. If I say something, I want to be intelligent when I say it. I want to just. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't just like you know just get out there. Ah, you need to fix this. I don't like this guy. Thing, yeah, man. I think that's. I mean, I think that's a. a so I think it's, it's a good really, idea because you know people are like addicted to their their phones, and I know every time it comes time for us to vote, they send out. At least they do here in our county. They send out. A, <laughs> Yeah, they yeah they do. Oh, the they, ballot thing. Yeah, they send yeah. out the little booklet and it tells you everything that you probably don't feel like reading. And I read through all of it, mm-hmm. and it's boring as hell sometimes. It's informative, though. But you have to. It's it's important to cast an informed vote, and we see why mm-hmm. based on what's going on in the White House now. Um. But yeah, who wants to sit around and read that book? Yeah, but they give they they basically they, they give you um, summations of bills that are mm-hmm. like up for, for up for votes and stuff like that or whatever. You can decide whether or not you want to you know jump on it and it'll track where all your votes are and all that good stuff. It's really like a well thought out app. Um, I've only had it on my phone for a couple of days. I think I, I downloaded it right before I, I stepped out of town for our Memorial Day weekend. But um, I'm definitely going to be getting some work out of this app. So this is one of the apps that I wanted to just mention that I think people should be up on. Um, it's countable. It's free. 
It's called Countable. Um, and it, again, it's free. I enjoyed it in iPhone. So. And you can log in with Facebook because I just put it on my phone. Boom. I mean, I mean what can't you log in? Yeah, everything's with Facebook. Yeah. I'm just saying. Everything. That's, that's, that's a valuable thing. Wow. Because, you know, you don't have to have an account name or use none of that. Mm-mm. It's all just there for you. You. Yep. So um, I thought that was worth sharing for those who want to, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff that's, you know, up for debate. And, you know, the health care bill, for example, if you don't like what's going on with the health care bill, you think it's some shit. Like, I think it's some that's shit. Because it is. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you can say something about that and you, you don't have to feel like you're just ranting to like, you know, us. who We can't hear you, but we feel you out there. Um, you know, it's a way to get involved. So, like, you know, please, like, you know, make your voice heard. One of the things I want to focus on is making sure that, you know, we don't just like bitch and complain about stuff that's going on, that we want to actually like get involved and actually provide solutions. I think this is a great solution, a great way to find solutions, hopefully, by getting involved in the process. So, yeah. Any more feedback on the Trump thing? I really didn't want to focus too much on it. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, and I just want to say the reason why I was saying that about the environment is because I think there are very few things when it comes to policy where you actually your personal actions may, you know, potentially outweigh, you know, what your elected officials are or aren't doing since we seem to have a government that is basically just not functioning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? At this point. And intentionally so. Right. And if we're honest, hasn't been functioning for nearly a decade because they basically stopped passing any legislation with Barack Obama. So, I mean, yes, some things have gotten through Affordable Care Act. We know we know. But for the most part, we have a non-functioning government. We don't have tax reform. We don't have immigration reform. Um, And all in, in the meantime, we don't have a social safety net. And so we don't have any kind of. Um, economic economic stimulus that's actually really going to get the economy to move um, forward. And um, so I think that when you feel like all, you know, dismayed and downtrodden, you know, it feels good to be able to say, well, there's a lot of fuckery going on, but on this issue, my day-to-day actions can probably have more of an impact in some ways than what my elected officials can do. Because, you know, as consumers, you know, we vote with our dollars and mm-hmm. corporations respond, which is why we got a lot of gluten-free shit everywhere, you know. Um, True so, indeed. Or, or soy. Soy, soy was, you know, not nearly as prevalent back in the 80s as it is now. It's just everyone. It's right. not good for you, but people. Right, right. Or for people like me, I was about to say there is labeling, you know, for soy so that I know, you know, to be. What you're trying to do point. away with. That, and that's the bullshit. So that's another thing, for example, right. like FDA does not want to divulge to consumers like what meat is non-GMO, what is actually like, <laughs> what meat is, why you know. Why is that important? Yeah, yeah. Why do we need to know that? What meat's been cloned or like cultured in the lab or what's actually meat or what part of your meat is like there's a lot of stuff that's going on in terms like you know the government is interesting because they want to consolidate a lot of shit that you don't need to consolidate like for example they want to consolidate um the i I just heard this today they want to consolidate the the student loan process whatever and put Mm -hmm. everything into one thing just put three trillion dollars in it whoop-de-doo all right you want to do that, but you don't want to consolidate single payer for healthcare, which would actually simplify a lot of things. No, making sure a lot well, of people will be covered. Betsy wants her money, huh? Yes. What'd Betsy you DeVos wants her money. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but but what I was gonna say is like another thing is FDA does stuff like you know slaughterhouses, like these giant slaughterhouses where you take hundreds of cows and 
you know, you you grind them up into one patty. So if one cow is sick because, you know, you're feeding them stuff that you're not supposed to feed them and you're pumping them with steroids, which is actually reducing your steroid tolerance or your antibiotic tolerance and why people get sicker and why you have superbugs, there's so many things that go into it. But um, if one cow is sick, but it's all being ground up, and that's why they have these giant meat recalls that you didn't have 20 years ago. That's why I don't eat meat. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I don't, I don't really eat. Well, I don't eat red meat, red meat, and I don't eat pork. But I'm trying to like back off of poultry as well, because I know poultry by in and of itself, chicken is a nasty ass animal anyway. It is. You know what I mean? But it's delicious as shit. No, That's I, what I hear. <laughs> don't act like you never knew that tur- chicken was. You know chicken. No, was I used to really enjoy chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but know. I can see it. On, I can see it in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. Oh, you know. <laughs> People of all colors love chicken. That's why we're sending. No, yeah. we're not. They're sending their chicken here. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say that's why we're sending our chicken to China, but China's sending their chickens here. Yeah, we actually outsource them and then they send it back. Yeah, which is crazy. No, yeah. they're sending us cooked chicken so that we can send them beef. Uh-huh. Who agrees to send to get food from, from a China? country that's sold? No, fuck that. We're not even going to say China, a country that sold bait, fake baby formula. Like, I mean, come on now. People in Don't they still put lead in their paint out there? Sold fake baby or mercury. formula. They still put mercury I'm in their paint. I'm just saying, like, do you know how trifling that is? But this is, this is good, though, because it's not raw. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're saying, you can send us chicken. But you have to cook it because we know sometimes you guys don't really do things on the up and up in your factories. But if you cook it first and then you send it to us, it'll be good. Y'all enjoy that Chinese chicken. I I I actually want to piggyback a little bit on what Chris was saying. chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Fake baby formula. Uh, TBC, Trans Pacific Chicken. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to actually piggyback a little bit also for what uh, Chris was saying earlier about personal responsibility, and that kind of brings back in a weird way. Um, I I said I've been boycotting Chick Fil A for a couple years because I understand that my dollars, at least to me, mean something, and if I find something is in my mind egregious or wrong. I don't think that I should continue to put my money behind something that I have a, you know, a moral issue with. Um, I, I don't feel the need to like, you know, make a whole bunch of hashtags as far as chicken for Chick Fil A or whatever. Um, I just don't fuck with Chick Fil A. I mean, we can make things a movement or we can make things a personal thing, but how you operate in your household or whatever. There, there are a lot of companies that do a lot of crazy things across the, the globe. Um, I'm not a big fan or proponent of diamonds. Because of how no, it's not just the beers, but you know, and Christy honestly can speak better to that than I can, because for a uh, wonderful uh, background that she probably won't tell nobody about. But um, are you a diamond smuggler? I mean, if you care about human rights, then you just wouldn't wear anything that was a stone, because anything that's pulled out the ground is pulled out the ground by poor people who don't get enough benefits. And if we're talking about it in third world countries, then it might not be at their will, regardless of whether or not it's a quote unquote blood diamond or not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we got coal miners. And we see how they do here. You know what I'm saying? And just imagine that coal miners here are probably some of the best treated miners anywhere. So sit on that. Sit on that diamond. And those But facts. we like shit that sparkles. So, I mean, you know, people will oh, continue to buy stuff. I like wood. <laughs> 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 I 
Okay, the kids in the lead. The kids in the lead. I, yeah, all right. All right. I'm with that. Everybody got to catch up. Hmm. I am with All that. Right. And I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest, you know, I don't want anybody listening to think that I do not like material things. I'm just not into stones. I like glitter, but I also like dead animals. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to wear a fur coat and I'm going to wear a lizard belt and I ain't going to feel bad about it. I'm going to hope they're not endangered. I'm going to hope they were farmed and I'm just not going to think about it. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Fur is warm. So is wool. You know what I'm saying? I like Sherilyn boots. They comfortable. They are. I do like Sherling. I don't like fur. Fur just feels a little. Uh, I, I don't know how I decide to draw that line. <laughs> I don't know. At one point, I was just like, you know what? This is fine. This isn't. I don't know. Fur is just weird. It's not something I ever considered. I don't even think. I don't think I've ever owned anything that's actual fur. Like like I've I've had like 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 coats as a kid with a faux fur lining, you know, in the hood and something like mm-hmm. that or whatever around the collar. But I've never had anything. I don't think anything that's actually fur. And I, you I know. want a full-length raccoon cape with a hat to match because I want to walk out into. <laughs> I want to walk out into the snowy night like my name is Natasha, and keep it the fuck moving because you know what animals are time warm. I fucking love you, Christy. <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, that you don't get a chance to see the full thing of what's going on with this this one over here. I got eyes in the front of my head and I got canine teeth because I'm supposed to eat meat. <laughs> we were supposed to be vegetarians. We would have eyes on the side of our head like bunnies. We don't. You know what I'm saying? But no some of us still choose that life. So, you know, like I eat meat and I ain't got no problem wearing dead animals because the reality is before we had anything other than caves for shelter, we relied on animals for food and clothing and all kinds of other material goods. And I'm for that. You know what I'm saying? Do I think factory farming is bad? Absolutely. I know the farmer, you know what I'm saying, that I buy my cow from. So, you know, there is that. I try and buy my meat responsibly. I know the farmers that I buy my vegetables from. I try and buy my produce responsibly. But um, I do believe in eating meat, you know. And I I believe that human beings have totally gotten to where we have because we eat and kill and use animals. And I ain't got a problem with that. I I will say that. Sorry, rant over. That's all good. I will say that I I do believe that one of the things that um, as far as community empowerment um, I think we do need to get back to the idea and the concept and start wrapping our heads around actually embracing the concept of community farming. Black people should farm and hunt and 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 and, and raise our own food. Yeah, you can't you, you can't be independent the, from the system and the you know. I think it was a Facebook post, I'm sorry. It's all good. About the um I don't remember where he was. But it just popped up when you said black folks should farm. There's this um, black guy who's a farmer, and he said that most of the time it's white women in yoga pants. That's his quote, not mine. Girl, call the poli- yoga pants is the most dangerous thing ever. Call the police on him all the time because they think he's like I don't know stealing the dirt or something. So he wants to like find places more removed, more isolated where he can farm, so that Becky with land. the yoga pants will stop. Calling the police on him. Yeah, need land, man. I mean, like, we can start starting your backyard, man. I I really think that's something I want to start looking at. I mean, that's a lot of commitment, though. Even though I grew up in the projects, my grandmother always had a garden right there in the back. Yes. Okay. So, yes. 
cabbage. Most black people, tomatoes. especially if they had access to people who own land, peppers. Mm-hmm. Like even if it was just a little patch of dirt in the front of your little, you know what I'm saying, shotgun house. Collard you greens. We had yes, yes. Black people have lived. Poor people. Fuck just black people. Poor people have lived off the food that they grow in their own front yard for forever. That's why poor people around the South, especially, universally eat tomatoes and collard greens because you can grow that shit in your front yard. Cucumbers. And it'll grow in just about any Kale. soil. Yes. Yeah. People used to make their own pickles. Pickles used to be something mm-hmm. that you did not buy from the store until like the 50s. Ketchup, pickles, all of these things that we see in the store is stuff that people made in their own homes until like the 30s, 40s, 50s when food became industrialized. Um, so, yes, we, we, we got to learn to be self-sufficient. And for anybody who's interested, the U.S. government, while we were at war, came up with this whole victory garden scheme that would teach you how to grow enough food in like a 10 by 10 plot to feed a family of five. Well, shit, I need that. Because I mean, real talk. You can go online and find the like the vintage, you know, like schemes. So it's not just what you can grow, but they actually have the whole layout for you of how you plant and where. Okay. I mean, Hmm. I I might have to look into that because the way I feel is... It's it's kind of hard to to be independent and be able to make certain moves in this country because this country, whether or not they want to admit it, is designed to keep you dependent or in debt and or in debt. You know what I mean? At, at every turn, you know they don't want to give you health care because they don't want you well. Then if you if you're you know a lot of you they don't want you well because you're in the way. <laughs> you, you we know are what I'm all somebody else's collateral. Yeah. Yeah, and that's real talk. So, like, you know, if you have something, you know, like, um, I'm, I, I really am looking at the the idea of at some point investing in solar, um, not not just from perspective of like, you know, from my own spot, but literally like investing in renewable energy in some way. I've been watching this Batman Elon Musk make moves for the last couple of years. Well, um, if you live in a, in a pretty liberal state, chances are, you know what I'm saying, even if it was recently a liberal state that has, you know, just recently adopted um, a crazy Republican state house, there are many states that actually have all kinds of programs on the books. For oh, people. yeah, they have them. So they put them on your house for free in Prince George's yes. County. Yeah, yeah. But yes. the problems, but the difference is, and I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, when they put them on your house for free, what happens is you don't own your solar panels on your house. So you the shouldn't. energy, the energy that you generate when you do it that way, they have different people that do it. Some allow you to like pay off like immediately over time, or some people just like you can just like put the panels up there, or whatever. You can have a reduced bill. They don't tell you about how much because they don't know. But basically, the energy that you generate goes to the grid, and anything that you do that make you you generate over what your consumption is, they make profit off because they resell that energy. However, now, DC DC is not like that. DC all the profit goes to the actual people. I, I, I well that's what I was saying. Like however, if you if there's an overage or whatever, like it'll it, you can sell that energy back to the, the grid if you own the panels. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole thing. Like why do I want to be a a leaser yet again? Why do I want to own something and then lease something on top of my house? Well, indefinitely or, or or like let somebody else reap profit off of my house off of something that's free. They're not I doing did. anything with the sun. The sun is going to be there no matter what they do. Maybe. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> no, the sun will be there. We might not be, but the sun going to be there. I, I didn't know about the profit sharing issue with the lease panels. But what I do know is that um, if you live in a place where you are self-financing the panels, the lease is more cost effective because what happens is it's basically like if you buy really expensive software where you usually get the upgrade for free. 
when you lease your panels, they will come out. They they do the maintenance. They fix any like shortages or any like wiring issues that you think you may have. There's also somebody that's liable, you know, for the wiring um, and the maintenance. Um, that, that, and that typically is a pain. As point they anyway. come out with more efficient panels, mm-hmm. you will get those. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's typically the case anyway. If you're going through, because what happens is like there's a warranty on them anyway. Um, that's why I was saying I've been looking at Tesla in particular. I don't know if you've seen Tesla solar panels. Them shits a gangster because there's they have solar panels and then they actually have panels that actually is roof tile. So it's not it doesn't look like like you know big ass blocks on the top of your roof. It's just like actual roof tiling that you put on top of your house. Right. You know what I'm saying? They have four different styles or whatever. So it, you know, and the, and their solar paneling is supposed to be more sturdy or um, durable. Then, and that I believe, but I also believe that that is because ultimately Tesla is a luxury product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I get it. That I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm you not have saying to ask that. how much it is. You can't afford it. Yeah. I'm no, not but I think that there'll be no, no, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm not commenting. Solar. Solar is an investment, no matter what you pick. Mm-hmm. But I think the good thing about Tesla being a luxury product is that people who buy luxury products. You know, they're not going for the cost benefit analysis of, oh, I get this tax break. They're going for I want this because, you know, maybe it's trendy. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to also, you know, consider the fact that while they are appealing to people who like the environment, you know what I'm saying? They are also appealing to builders who want to get lead certification. And, you know, for many people, lead certification has nothing to do with the environment and it has everything to do with it being a selling point. You know, like there's a lot of office space in downtown D.C. where people like to say this is, you know, a platinum certified lead building. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that is, you know, a selling point. That's to people. Thing. But I think the good thing about that is that while I believe that the market is rigged in the sense that the government does pick winners and losers, that's a conversation for a different day. Ultimately, the market will determine, you know, especially a, somebody, a company like Tesla making a specific, you know, product for a specific luxury niche in a particular market is going to mean that everybody's standards have to come up because ultimately they're going to provide a product that is in one sense luxury, but in another sense for anybody who is willing to invest in that technology, the cost benefit analysis is probably going to bear out that the uh, product that's more expensive on the front end is going to be, you know, least expensive to maintain on the back end. And a company like Tesla, who's selling something really expensive to rich people is going to have to certain provide a certain amount of maintenance and upgrades the same way like they're selling you a car now that is totally equipped to self-drive so that as soon as the legislation goes through, you don't have to say, I just paid all this money for this expensive ass car and it doesn't even do, you know what I'm saying, what it can do. They're like, nope, we're on it. So Software. I think that, yeah. right. So I think that's a good thing because ultimately Tesla is a tech company and they're approaching this product as a tech product, which in many ways means that it'll just be better, um, I think, you know, up to a certain point, but it'll be better for consumers. No doubt. I mean, and I mean, that's well said, and you made a lot of good points. Um, I just want to clarify this one small thing. It is Tesla, but it's also like through Solar City because Tesla acquired Solar City, which was like the number two solar provider, I believe, in the country. Um, and I'm fairly certain that the uh, one of the founders of Solar City is a direct relative of Elon Musk. So that makes sense in that regard. But um, it's just one of those things that the, the solar technology has improved in terms of the materials that they've been incorporating in solar panels. Um, 
and it's just like their their solar tiles at least gives you complete coverage of your roof as as opposed to a couple panels that fit awkwardly on your roof. So it's your entire roof is being covered, and they also have the power wall that you can integrate with, which can store energy in case of power outage or things of that nature. So it's a, it's a lot of cool things with that. I'm not trying to like you know you know sell for Tesla, so we're gonna stop that right there. I'm just saying it's something I was thinking about. I'll move on to the next thing. I, I thought I saw something flashing on the screen. That's why I, I was looking that way. It wasn't because of anything you were saying. Okay. I, I thought I did something wrong. Mm-mm. You know, it doesn't take me long to. <laughs> you know, again, give me enough time. I'm going to say or do something wrong. Uh, well, well, I did that. I did that before you we started. You already did that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, I rate consistency. That's what we're here for. Black folks, can you tell your white friends to stop leaving nooses all yeah. over the place, especially in sacred places like the African American History Museum? Somebody left the noose? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, today. Okay. That's just a... Yeah, man. I mean, people people don't understand a lot of these older folks who 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 are yearning for the age of yesteryear. And some of these younger folks who might be romanticizing the idea of being superior and all that stuff, um, shit, not gonna go down like you think it is. <laughs> You're gonna run up on the wrong person. Like, you know, it's easy for that dude in Portland to run up and talk about girls like that. But you saw what happened. There were men who stepped up and, and did something about it. And it's unfortunate that they lost their lives in the process and he's still alive, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, 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 like, I Especially think, when you consider that black people are starting to arm themselves in higher numbers. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's going to come down to a thing. And it's, and I'm not even suggesting anything like race war or whatever, because it's not going to come to that, in my opinion. But it's going to come down to, like, you know, basically people with common sense and people who don't have common sense. And um, uh, stupid tends to go extinct faster than, you know. <laughs> This stupidity has been. It's it's been around for a while, but maybe it it's overstayed. Is maybe it's overstayed. And this, I feel like I, I felt like when Trump got elected, it was like the last gasp, the last grasp for like you know what may have been at one point, but will no longer be. You know what I mean? And like you know, people can go kicking and screaming, but all these punk ass Republicans talking like you know what Trump is doing is unfortunate, but they still backing them. All mm-hmm. of them laughing and cheering in the Rose Garden. Well, because also after, they know that. Most of the people that vote for them vote against their their, their own interests. interests. Yeah, which is crazy. So it's like, well, it doesn't matter what we say. At some point, hopefully, at an, some point, no, no. It will. At some point, there's going to be a, like a light bulb that goes off in just enough people's heads to say, "Hey, wait, wait a, a minute. minute," you know. And and there have been it's times when like that started me. to happen. I was in when I was in Atlanta this past weekend and whatever. Um, uh, I went to the MLK uh, uh, church, Ebenezer, the historic church where he uh, where he pastored for a little bit, and well, co-pastor primarily, um, and where he was entombed with Coretta, um, well, Dr. King and Dr. King, both the kings. Um, but a lot of people tend to not know or tend to forget that one of the reasons why King was assassinated was one, the Vietnam War, because he was speaking out against that. And two, he was trying to unite, you know, you know, he was getting into like union rights and uniting poor people of, of different races. It wasn't just black people. Which you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Like you know, let, let's let's like, let, let, let's sort of focus. union between yeah, all yeah, yeah, of the poor people. That, they'll start to see that hey, maybe we have a lot more in common than different. And and that's what this country has been founded on. Real mm-hmm. talk since its inception, it's mm-hmm. been founded on like mm-hmm. you know the bait and switch. Or like you know we got to keep somebody on the totem pole on the low end. Even from slavery, we have to make these poor whites feel mm-hmm. like okay, like they're doing something. Sure, you're doing like some indentured servitude. But you're still better than you're not slaves, you're not guy. enslaved. Yeah, you're different than this guy. Yeah, yeah. You're better than him. You know what? You you can you can go patrol. Being if you enslaved. catch one of them, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll give you five. Bring them back to my yeah, my yeah. many many acres. You know what you get to do? You get to go fight our war. You don't own any slaves, no. but you can go fight for us. You don't own any slaves. Yeah, yeah. You don't own any land. You'll be a patriot, but not really, because you're going against the union that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's all that. All Come that's for you. And prosper. Mm-hmm. Come back poor and maimed. <laughs> and maimed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you know. So at some point, the, the the structure and the system will be exposed. You know what I mean? To the point where it's, it's it, and I think it's getting towards that point because, like, it's not just like all the crazy shit that's going on. You know, around the country, there is that, and there's gonna be there are gonna be some wild times ahead, I'm sure. But the straight up indifference and ignorance, ignorance and arrogance of the people that are in office, like they can have the balls to celebrate for passing a repeal action to fuck over half the country, and they haven't actually written anything into law. The only actions that they've really taken since Donald Trump has been in office is to repeal all the shit that Barack Obama did prior to in the last eight years. They haven't actually introduced any real policy that's taking place. Of course not. The only thing they've done is the immigration ban that was, you know, that was Steve Bannon or whatever. That shit ain't work. So they tried it again. That shit ain't work. It's being upheld in court and ain't going to work. You know what I mean? Like, you know. The, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sorry. saying. I'm just saying. At some point, folks got to like. <laughs> Huh? You know, it's a kleptocracy. Their goal is to they're doing what they set out to accomplish. So whatever they told people, you know, that's one thing. But what they actually want to do is uh, make a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to do that by dismantling the deregulation. You know, and so people are thinking that, oh, yeah, that's going to benefit me, you know, because it's going to create jobs. But it's not. It's just going to make shareholder profits go up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to make your water and your air and, you know, the dirt, the soil around you dirtier and less fit for uh, human consumption. And like people don't really realize that, you know, like because, you know, I don't know about creating jobs, you know what I'm saying? But he's certainly doing a, a good job at trying to dismantle the EPA, trying mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. you know, uh, take all the scientists who are in these different uh, agencies out of play. To the point um, where they were yeah. actually hiding information. They were trying to store information mm-hmm. before he got in office. Like, yo, we're going to try to pile this away so we don't lose it. And, and rightly so. Because, yeah. I mean, basically everything that they thought was going to happen is quietly happening behind closed doors. And, you know, they don't need an act of Congress to do it. These are all things that just can be done because you hire an agency head, you know, and they start implementing a policy because there's a lot that can be done within the agencies. Look at what Betsy DeVos is doing with education. I shudder to think about what Ben Carson's doing over there in housing. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's probably so much buckery that, like, people don't Well, they're just cutting, they're just cutting funding to... to, to That's that's because poverty is a state of mind. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Uncle Ben. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we've covered quite a bit of ground. 
Um, I want to throw in something that has nothing to do with like how deep this whole thing has been, but kind of. That's cool. So um, I don't really watch this show, but there's a black bachelorette. You took the thought out of my head. Yes. And I have a couple of thoughts because I've seen like. Uh, like the baby. What? What? What is? Why? Are, what is going on? On what's going on? On <laughs> there's so much. I, I, obviously, you know I don't know what you're talking. I never know when when, this, when we go down this 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 path. I don't know what we're talking. What are we talking about? You know, there's a black. I know there's a black bachelorette. And I heard that she's actually engaged or something like that in in, in real real life. But you know, we don't know exactly the time. Yeah, I think on she's that, but... engaged in bachelor bachelorette real life. Okay, um, but I don't know. Um, one thing I wanted to say before we get back to the baby, um, I'm a I'm a little bit annoyed with all of the uh, the saliva swapping that's going because it looks a little gross. It's a little okay. It is that that would that would gross you out. You don't you don't like spit. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. And it's like one of the guys the the first one she like the first night they met he like you know ate her head and then like came back and. <laughs> Then like came back for seconds and she was just like, oh. well, that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed yeah. to come back for seconds. No, nope, huh? that's not how you're supposed to. Do it. Huh? It's really gross. No, you. Oh, okay. Um, no, all right. <laughs> Rachel's problematic, um, but also one of the contestants up there has a problematic Twitter history, where he calls Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization. Says the or the NAACP is similar to the KKK, except for one of them is smart enough to cover their faces. He's got some stuff that he said, some negative stuff he said about- And he's on the show with the Black Bachelorette? Yeah. Word. Stuff he said about women. Like, have you ever seen a pretty feminist? Um, I have. But yeah. you're not this I'm sorry. Head. I wasn't supposed to. I'm like, you know, sometimes when questions get asked, I, ask, I answer them even though I'm not supposed to. I understand that was rhetoric. I apologize. Um, I just, yeah. Can I throw some out there real quick? Sure, throw it. Has anybody watched, I, it's it's over now, but you can catch it on Hulu if you have not watched it, but has anybody watched the show Shots Fired on Fox? I know it's on Fox, but it's no, actually, it got I watched part of it. Fox, I know, I know Underground got canceled, but Shots Fired got canceled? I'm going to tell you like this, uh, yeah. before they get rid of it on Fox, I would, I would strongly recommend watching it. Uh, it it goes in and old girl from Queen Sugar and Underground is in there. Um, dark skin one that played the one who played the voodoo the voodoo sister on on on, on Queen Sugar, and also played Harriet Tubman. She's also yeah on oh, Shots yes, Fire. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, she's getting that work, or she maybe she's getting a little bit less, but you know she's she's getting to that money. That's what's up. But um, yeah, I, I would strongly suggest you watch that. Also, um, I'm. Excited about this that uh, the Carmichael show is finally coming back on. I thought they said they renewed it, but it's been over a year I think since it's come out. Um, Carmichael show is kind of like what I said before is like a a less polished blackish. So it's it's but I think where it shines is I think it goes in more than blackish does. It's 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 more in your face, although the acting isn't as good. And it's what that uh, it's on NBC actually. And but for the for the six people that are on the cast, because it pretty much is just six people in the cast, are actual comedians. 
So Tiffany Haddish is a comedian. Uh, um, Gerard Carmichael, who's the, the lead. Lil Rel is in there. Uh, he was in um, Get Out as a T.S. motherfucking A. And David Allegrier, who has been doing comedy for forever. So four out of the six leads are comedians, and they bounce off each other well, and they have their own style, and they do their thing. So I like the show. I think it, I think it you know, it, it makes a lot of salient points, and it does so, you know, unabashedly. So I'm hoping that it uh, has a good season. Okay. I am not one who is... Um, <laughs> okay, thank you for all that. I'm not above trash TV. Anyone who's ever met me knows that... I've met few Housewives franchises that I dislike. Um, I do love Ratchet TV. However, and I have also watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Jim Jones joint, man. Jim Jones is great and horrible (laughs) and wonderful and terrible. Chrissy's was so me though. The the, the fiancés was so me though. Of course, because Chrissy's awesome. I I do wonder though, like out of all the iterations of the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. They've been rather homogenous. And um, Rachel's is quite multicultural. What's multicultural? The Bachelor. They trying to survive in these browning times. Yeah, okay. They fighting with every... These motherfuckers just five months ago was flying about. It's have a black man on there. Thank you for seeing where I was going with this, Christy. That's why I fucks with you. That's why I fucks with you, Christy. That's what I was just talking to my friend about this last night. What they not going to do is have, look, this is what what I said exactly. Look, black boy. He either going to have to be Jesse Williams light or Barack Obama white in order to be the bachelor because what you not going to do is have a full 100% black, certainly not African Ain't man. Ain't going to do it. Kissing on a whole bunch of white women with Mm-mm. blonde weaves. They not going to go for it. Well, no I mean, the hell you ain't. I mean, no the fuck you not. You, you, you could always do Flavor of Love and For the Love of Ray J. I no, need but you to sit all the way down, nigga. This is network TV we right. talking about here. It was a joke. And if I mean, that's clearly some people might find hope in this. There should be no hope. It should be totally understood. They will allow a black woman to slob any old body they find, and they will diversify her cast. But they will not have a black man up there. But just barely diversify it, because still half of the cast is white men. Because you have to add enough in there to increase your odds of having a white bachelor. Well, you know Not why? just that because, to keep people because, to keep the white audience watching because if once all the white dudes go, then you know they're gonna have to keep them on. Well, reality, go, Steve already watching. told me that she the final four are three white guys and a possible. Well, like like I told my friend last night, the best go. they ever gonna give you is Oreo cookie ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's just enough cookie sprinkled up and through there that you don't remember all the time that it's just vanilla ice cream. It's just Because that's all it is. Who don't like Oreo cookie ice cream, though? It's delicious. They don't. But the reality is the the title may have you thinking that there is a lot of chocolate in there, but it's not. Ain't no chocolate in there. It's really vanilla ice cream. She know what I'm talking about. I know. I'm being silly. I'm being silly. Y'all remember Hydrox? Like the knockoff Oreos? I it was like the burnt Oreo cookies. Mm-mm. You remember Hydrox? Come on, man. I. Right. It was. It was. It was a couple of things early on. I let my mama know, like generic, your life away. But what you're not gonna do is bring generic 
ketchup, mustard, or Oreo cookies, or certain flavors of cereal up in here. It's just not going to fly. Like, yeah, not cereal cereal's real. Gonna cereal and like, laundry detergent. We're going to have liquid. nothing at all. Like, I'm not eating fake tricks. I'll eat fake kicks because they fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, kicks don't have any flavor anyway. Nope. So, you know, you want to get store-brand kicks. I ain't got a problem with that. But you, you're not going to feed me store-brand ketchup. And you're not going to refrigerate it either. I will put Heinz on my burger with my government cheese, which was Girl. awesome, by the way. Right, yeah. That was the best cheese Big in life. Rock. Yes, I mean, I'll do in a pinch, I've never actually experienced the government behind. cheese, but I know enough people have talked about it in glowing regards. I'm, I'm, am I supposed um, to apologize? For no, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, damn, like, damn, can a brother do well? I mean, or do well enough? Like, yeah, I, I mean, guess so. Yeah, yeah I, I never that experienced shit was government awesome. cheese. Slice a piece off, go outside, run around, playing with my cheese in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that enactment. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we've covered a lot. Anything else y'all want to cover? Because I think my take on song out. Uh oh, somebody about to die over there. I thought well, the old folks know. died in the morning. <laughs> in um, the morning. This could be a, dr- a drinking accident. I, love, I don't know. I love how I, she's I, I, like, she just looked going. up. She didn't actually look out the window. She just looked up and held I her think, head to the side. Like, I think this is what this is. No, I am looking out the window. This could just be random tragedy. Uh. Also, speaking of random tragedies, um, I love how Tiger's black now because he got arrested. Yeah. You've been combination oh, your whole damn life. He was he was zero point zero on the breathalyzer though. That don't have anything to do with Percocet. I get it, Molly Percocet. I know that job. Yeah, but you know, you know but they tried to spin it at first like he was like you know driving drunk. No, they said DUI. Sorry. I, I, I get that. That's I know they said DUI, but then some people tried to spin that automatically as he was driving drunk because that would be well, salacious and I, unacceptable. I got a few things to say about that. He didn't actually say he was black. The police did. That's you know what I'm talking saying? about. So, you know, there's that. I hope he got that. You've been the out here hitting these little is. balls for people and they've been allowing you to be Cobbling Asian, but when them cuffs go on, you black. Right, girl. I need him. <laughs> To dig deep down in his soul and remember the happy place that he was in when he was fucking waitresses that worked at Denny's. Because he need to go back there. Because ever since he done tried to climb into respectability, life just has not been working for him. He ain't never going to beat Jack Nicholas' record. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? I don't think he has to. He about to have to publicly go to rehab and pretend like he's sorry about some shit. And he not. What he should be doing is fucking bitches that work at Denny's because that's what made him happy. He should stop trying to be respectable. He should just be what he is. Especially now that they calling you. I think that's why. I I really think. I really think that's why. I think that. I really think that's why he fell off in his his golf game. I think he he never got over. Like being exposed like that because he, like, he had that image and was, was he should have just I ran do. with it. He should have just ran with it. I do. I think it was had, having to swim in the in the pond of women with high expectations. He not built for that. You know what I'm saying? His daddy fucked around on his mama his whole life. The reality is he ain't got a good model, and, and the other reality is, you know what I'm saying? Genetically, he just might not be cut out for monogamy. Some people aren't. You know what I'm saying? Like clearly, you know what I'm saying? Philandering runs in his genes, and I'm gonna say if penis size is genetic, philandering mm-hmm. might be too. So, you know what I'm saying? To a certain, you gotta think about certain behaviors are genetic. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking back on all the populate. penis I have, and I'm just like now <laughs> thinking about like. <laughs> Your daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Christy. You know what? We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to do. 
We not gonna go down this road, ladies and gentlemen. Partying with Little Wayne, he want to be partying with Little Wayne, making it rain, fucking strippers, fucking bitches working sunnies, fucking a bunch of bitches with low expectations that don't make him do anything other than shell out some cash. He wants to be Drake, okay? So he needs to start hanging out with Drake. And Wayne. Hi. He had the best of both yeah, because Drake like fuck all the bitches, and he still got like you know some modicum of respectability, right? It could be Tiger and Tiger. You know what I'm saying? They T and T. That's all I'm saying. Even when note. even when this chick was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I got pregnant by Drake. Drake was like, nah, bitch, he didn't. I'm gonna keep on going with my life. I'm not engaging you in any conversation. I'm not gonna try to argue with you. I ain't getting on these Twitters with you. No, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Flashback Radio. <laughs> now we can keep talking. Y'all keep talking. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm looking at the meter on this one. This is Flashback Radio. This is We've shit you might have missed. Been Premium content. Premium. <laughs> on Flashback Radio, and you can check us out. Recording before we got on. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop and. Interrupting you. That's all good. You can check us out on Twitter at Flash Black Radio, at Flash Black News. Check us out on Facebook at Flash Black Radio and also on the group page. Also on the website, www.flashblackradio.com. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on iTunes. Check us out on Google Play. Just I don't check us out on IG because nobody don't know what the IG page Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get on IG. My bad. We do have an IG, but um, I'm running down with it. Yeah, we do. We, we, we've been had really. IG. Just yeah, yeah. promise me there will never be a Snapchat. I really uh, no, I don't think that. that's going to happen. I don't feel like maintaining that. So um, I'm old, and I just feel like that. I don't even under. I mean, like I understand what the point of it is. I just don't actually see the entertainment value of it. Why my you know dog? Girl, and, and then like, where the fuck these flowers come from? If you can only watch, AKA Amy Bennett the third. What is the point? To my right, I have T Rich. Dialing in, I have K Savage. I think he's trying to talk over us. He is. I, I still continue don't like doing, Sorry. We, we just want to say we thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all support. Please continue to listen. Please you continue to share. You all are going to miss out on the best parts of this show because Lee wants to turn it off. That's, that's always what happens, though. I can't help if that. You tell more people to listen, then maybe he'll give you a little bit more. I'm just saying. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. He'll give you just a half. That's a lie. That's always a lie. It's always a lie. Yeah. I feel like we could be a certain amount of reciprocity. You know, I've never had a conversation that started with just the tip and ended with just the tip. I've never had that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? Who says just the tip? Lots of people. Really? Yeah. Thank you for listening. God bless. Just the tip. Well, if he's really small, it is. I did have somebody say, I just want to rub it on your pussy. And I was like, really? (laughs) It might not fall in. I just, you know, slippery when wet. This, you know. My bad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then what? Well, hello. the coolest thing I've ever heard. Are we going to fuck or not? I mean, like, rub it. No, that was mostly during my 20s. Just.